Hello, and welcome to Mindful You at Naropa, a podcast presented by Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. I'm your host, David Devine, and it's a pleasure to welcome you. Joining the best of Eastern and Western educational traditions, Naropa is the birthplace of the modern mindfulness movement. Hello, today I'd like to welcome Susan Shade to the podcast. Susan is the director of Authentic Leadership Center, also known as ALC here at Naropa University. So thank you for joining us today. Certainly, David, I'm happy to be having this conversation with you. Awesome. So is there anything else you'd like to highlight about yourself? I know that you got a lot going on and you're just a very interesting person. So I'm just oh, well, kind of curious. thank you for that. <laughs> oh, gosh, I mean... Maybe a good thing to say to our listeners is just that I've been involved with Naropa since it started in one way or another. Yeah. I was a student at the very beginning, and I later became a faculty member in a variety of programs. Mostly I focus on leadership, organization development, conflict yeah. resolution, all the stuff that has to do with the people skills. Mm. And so that, you know, many different programs have needed that over the years. But I've yeah. also at the same time held full-time roles in organization development, leadership development in large corporations. And then I worked for Hewlett Packard for many years. Yeah. And then I was a chief learning officer and vice president at Storage Technology. Wow. So I've done all of that in parallel with my work at Naropa. Yeah. And so it's been fun to kind of go back and forth. Very cool. You've had a lot of leadership training and now mm, you're yes. training leaders. Well, yes, yes. I Very mean, cool. It, it feels good to give back and mm. also I constantly learn. So it, yeah. you know, it, it's never ending. Thanks for sharing. So you run a program called the Authentic Leadership Center here at Naropa, also known as the ALC, like I just said. And I'm curious, what is that? What kind of work do you do? How do you do this work? How do you show it to people? Can you just kind of like let us know what it does? Oh, sure. So the Authentic Leadership Program began in 2001. And it okay. was just a, a little weekend program. And then it evolved to mm -hmm. become a full semester program, 16 weeks online with two five-day on-site sessions. Okay. And I'll talk more about that. So that's our flagship program. Yeah. But now I'm running the Authentic Leadership Center which mm. contains that program, but many other programs. Okay. So in addition to that flagship program, which we run in the spring and also in a 10-week version in the summer, because our summer semesters are shorter, mm -hmm. we also provide many two-day programs, which you call Foundations of Authentic Leadership, and those are done in many different locations. Yeah. We do an online program called Mindful at Work. Yeah. And we do custom programs. So mm. one example of that is a program we're doing right now for the Jamaican government. What? That yeah, Very isn't that cool. wild? Wow. I know. And it's so exciting. So those kind of custom programs mostly come from our graduates of the flagship program yeah. because they get all excited about it and they say, hey, I want to bring this back into my organization. Yeah. So we did also another program that one example is for Rodale Press Yeah. when they were going through selling their company and they mm -hmm. wanted to find a way to help their employees as they were navigating through that change. So they brought uh, the online Mindful at Work course into their 
workplace. Nice. And that was great because it really yeah. did help support them through that change. Oh, so beautiful. And I'll just mention one other, which is uh, we're working with Naturally Boulder right now, mm-hmm. which is an association of natural products companies. Mm. And we're developing a customized authentic leadership program for, we call it authentic leadership for naturals. Oh, look But at for you. the natural products yeah. industry. Very cool. Yeah. How often does that happen where somebody takes the program, they're coming in as maybe their work is paying for it or they're paying for it themselves because they want to advance in their career path. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, wow, this is really potent and I'd like to bring it to my office. seems like that might happen every now and again. Yeah, it does happen a lot. And sometimes yeah. we offer a variety of things. We can offer just coaching to support them in okay. how they bring it in. Yeah. Or if they want help bringing it in, then we can offer some of our faculty members to help them with that. Yeah. Another company we've worked with is Organic India, which is a, a tea company. They grow their tea in India, but they operate internationally. And so they're here in Boulder. Yeah. And we did some internal programs for them. And, you know, now we continue to work with their training manager and some of the other people in their organization. So yeah. I think, you know, it just evolves naturally. Mm-hmm. Most of the participants in our courses are adult learners, so they're from the community. Yeah. But we also have some Naropa graduate students who are part of our programs, and that's always a wonderful mix. Yeah. Both sides benefit from that quite a bit. Yeah, the Naropa grads are just like, wow, I just can't get enough of Naropa. I want some of this authentic leadership training, and they just kind of go for it. Well, it helps them with the kind of practical application of their program. We have a lot of people from the MDiv program. We've had Mm. people from previously known as the Environmental Leadership Program. They they would also take part in our program. Mm. And I think it's a nice supplement to the kind of training that Naropa students get to be able to take it more out into the world. Very cool. And just so everyone knows, the MDiv program is the Masters of Divinity here at Naropa. So it's kind of interesting because what I'm hearing is I'm hearing there's a personal aspect to it, a personal growth, a a developing within that. And then there's also you can conform it to a company growth as well. And there is an application for being authentic and being a leader all the time, whether you are just an individual growing or a company growing. Yes, I think that's really important. Part of the niche that we are in and that we provide, which is really special is mm-hmm. helping people who are already in leadership roles bring more of who they are to yeah. their role. Yes. Sometimes, especially in mid-career, we get a little stale. Mm. And it's nice to yeah. refresh, not by learning yet another skill, although we do teach skills, uh-huh. but by getting in touch deeply with what matters to mm. us, with our core purpose, with our values, and with why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So in the Authentic Leadership Program, we emphasize three different competencies. So the first competency we call presence, and that has to do with just bringing yourself fully to this moment. Mm -hmm. And as we know, there are many things that get in the way of that. Part of it is we're distracted. Part of it is maybe we have some emotional stuff happening. Yeah. Some of it may be that just physically we don't feel, you know, like we're really actually there. Yeah. And so we try to bring together the, the head, heart, and hands. Mm, I and like that. That's actually uh, one of the definitions of authenticity, the way that we describe it, is that synchronization of body, speech, and mind. Yeah. And then the second competency is how we engage with other people. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. 
it's one thing for me to be authentic and to bring myself fully, but how am I with you? Yeah. And how am I going to include you, invite you, and work with you skillfully, especially if I'm mm. a leader? And this is where we get into understanding, again, emotional intelligence, but also recognizing some of our inherent biases that yeah. perhaps we bring into a situation. Maybe it's a bias of privilege or perhaps a bias of just kind of our upbringing and maybe even some competing commitments about who we think mm. we are and what our inherent storyline is about our own success or the success of others. Yeah. So we work a lot on that and mm -hmm. especially working with differences. Yeah. And how to create an inclusive community in the midst of your workplace. Mm -hmm. And then the third competency has to do with how we manage change. Mm. Because managers, yeah. as opposed to leaders, they manage the status quo. So you could think of to manage being from the same root as the word hand, mm. hands-on. Yeah. So we, we need managers, but we're talking here about leadership. So leaders are people who can take us to places that we haven't been before. So leadership really has yeah. to do with leading change. Yeah, managers are there to have the guide rails. Leaders yeah. are there to invite something that might not been there before, but something that is productive and essential to the workflow. Yes, and also perhaps meeting the future in a new way. Yeah. And so it does involve creativity and mm. also engaging people in new ways, especially mm. groups of people. Sounds fun. It's really fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. It is. So where did this inspiration for this program start? Where did ALC come from? I know that this is something that you started. You've been doing it for a while. How were you inspired to start this? Where did this come from? Well, it all started with my study and practice with the founder of Naropa, Chogyam Trungpa. Oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah, that we guy. We know him. Yeah. <laughs> and his very deep teaching on what he called authentic presence. Mm. And this was a huge inspiration for many of us because it was one of the unique things about his teaching that he said this authentic presence is available and accessible to you at any moment. Yes. But there's so many ways that we cover it over. Mm. And so you could spend a whole lifetime just kind of mining for that. And ah. I feel like maybe that is what I've been doing, is mining for authentic presence mm. my whole life. And when I was at Hewlett Packard and also Storage Tech, I did have a contemplative practice and yeah. I was weaving that into my work, but mm. I didn't feel that it was as invited as it is now. Mindfulness is everywhere and people are really yeah. excited about it. So I'm feeling very positive about the integration of mindfulness, authentic leadership, and so on. So just a little bit about the history of the program. It started in 2001 with just a weekend program that I did with some colleagues. Yeah. And it was very uh, exciting and people people loved it and eventually it, it grew into a full 16-week program mm. then that program has kind of spun off more supplementary programs like a two-day foundations program and also uh, we do conferences but along the way in uh, about three years ago we joined together with the ALIA Institute mm. and ALIA stands for Authentic Leadership in Action and this was an yeah. institute that uh, 
was developed by a group of people in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Okay. And I was also a part of that founding group. Yeah. Some of the other founders were uh, Michael Chender, uh, Susan Spakowski, and, and others. And I just wanted to mention their names because yeah. it was really intended to be uh, bringing some of what Naropa had to offer in the early days to yeah. the East Coast and to Nova Scotia mm. in particular, but with a focus on leadership. And so we and they mm-hmm. did um, a series of conferences over a 15-year period that okay. took place in, in Canada and also in Europe. So we have a strong presence in those places still, and also a strong presence of graduates from all of our programs on the West Coast. Yeah. So we still continue to do those conferences every other year, Okay. and as well as some of our other programs. And I just wanted to mention that because yeah. our, our graduates are very important. We have over I think 3,000 graduates from wow. that from those conferences Ooh. and about 800 from our flagship programs. Yeah, it's just growing exponentially. Yeah. So mindfulness was not a term that I was able to use in those days. So I would just bring it in in different yeah. ways, yeah. Um, which had to do with how we work with our attention, how we focus, how we show up. So there are lots of different ways yeah. to talk about <laughs> authenticity. And also our brand of authenticity is not just let it all hang out or just be, you know, be yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it's actually be yourself and be honest, but be kind and be skillful. Yep. So mm-hmm. all those things can coexist. And that to me is what makes our program unique. It's that we, we take a big view of authenticity that yeah. yes, it's who you are as your unique self, but it's also the skillful ways in which you engage others and mm-hmm. their differences so that we create a better world. Yeah, and I really appreciate you saying that because being authentic, you can just let it all hang out. You can just do this, do that. But you know, there is a level of responsibility. There is a level of being skillful. And what true authenticness means is understanding that other people are working with you, other people are being as well, and how can you navigate the space in the best way? It's not just letting it all hang out. Don't bypass it and just be like, oh, I'm just being authentic. Whatever, it's your fault. Yeah. You know, like you have (laughs) to... Love me or leave me. Yeah, you got to show up too, you know? Like Mm -hmm. you got to do the tough love. Well, and one thing we say about authentic leaders is that they grow other authentic leaders. Ooh, Okay. And so there is kind of an ethical component in that we're trying to cultivate everyone getting in touch with who they actually are. Yeah. And our approach to it is based on a deep belief in basic goodness. So if people get to the core mm. of who they actually are, that goes beyond their defensiveness, beyond their protection, self-protection, yeah. beyond their what sometimes we would call ego defensiveness. Yeah to something that's much more productive and much more generative. So that's what we're trying to cultivate is leaders who can operate from a place of mindfulness, compassion, and Mm. big picture view. Being an example. Being an example, yes, modeling it. Yeah. So that kind of almost leads me into my next question. Great. How do you define being authentic? We had a little conversation beforehand, and I was talking about like the word leadership. That's a big word. It holds a lot of weight. But when you put authentic in front of it, it's like, whoa, it just transforms. And I'm curious, how do you define, how do you see being an authentic leader? Hmm. Thanks, David. That's really a good way of uh, kind of pointing out the paradox 
Mm, and okay. that's why I like <laughs> the title, Authentic Leadership, is because it modifies leadership, which we often think of it as, you know, some definitions of leadership are the person who goes first or, you know, mm. one who's above others or one who yeah. shows others the way. And maybe all of those could be true. We certainly want our authentic leader to go first in terms of vulnerability and telling mm. the truth and so on. But authenticity starts with who we are ourselves. And that's why the alignment of you know, how we're thinking, how we're feeling, and our body is the basis. Yeah. And so we train for that because our whole training in our lives is often to split those things. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to bring ourselves back together. And then we synchronize also with our environment. And that means having our sense perceptions open, being mm -hmm. open to different kinds of people, different yeah. perspectives. So we have an open mind, an open heart, and sometimes it's called an open will or an open willingness. Ooh, I've never heard that. Yeah, an That's open good. willingness to engage yeah. in shaping the future. Shaping the future. Very cool. So it seems as though you have a lot of graduates. You've been doing this work for a long time. I'm kind of curious, when you take your program to different people, how has that transform their life and or their work life mm. and i'm sure you've seen people walk into your program they're like oh you know like eh, we'll see if you can do something and they <laughs> they feel a little hesitant about it and then maybe afterwards they're just like oh wow i i see what you're doing here have is there do you, do you see that amongst a group of people does it happen individually Right. Yes, it does happen in both ways. Mm -hmm. We we do a lot of work on building communities. So people are going through the program as a cohort, which mm. means they're helping one another. So they first do two weeks online where they get to know each other. Yeah. And then they come for five days, which is a very intensive situation. And in that time, yeah. we're all in it together. We're all building community. We're all testing ourselves and our own genuineness, not just testing, but trying to access that. And yeah. then we're also kind of in a sense, rubbing up against each other to kind of test and see where's that other person and how are they and how do yeah. we want to be together? So it's a lab. Mm. And I love that about it. Um, because, I like the way you label that. Yeah. It like kind of opens up my brain a little bit more of mm -hmm. how I see it. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Yes, there's teaching. Um, you know, we, we teach kind of the authentic leadership model that I just described mm -hmm. of uh, authentic presence, engagement, and wise action. But yeah. we also do a lot of skill building on different tools that you can use. It's almost like if we notice how we are when we're being our best and maybe yeah. being with a loved one or someone that we feel very open with, uh -huh. we want to be able to do that in all aspects mm. of our lives. And so that's what we're training for is to be able to be that confident and that loving and that engaged yeah. in every aspect of our lives. Mm. So we're actively training. It's almost like being in a dojo for leaders <laughs> nice and that is demanding but also very exciting because it's yeah. happening real time yeah it sounds like you are asking to be vulnerable all the time and to become more comfortable in your vulnerability that there's a moment where you're not being vulnerable it's just how you show up and how you are it's part of your being and so you change your definition of what is vulnerability and how it relates to you well often as leaders i think we assume we shouldn't be vulnerable mm. and that we should know all the answers so authentic <laughs> leadership is kind of a paradox in the sense mm. that 
actually people want to follow someone that they believe has their best interest at heart and also is emotionally intelligent yeah. and wise enough to, to be able to know right from wrong and to, to yeah. be able to lead a group. And so that's what we're trying to train is mm-hmm. kind of the ethical dimension, but also the group dynamic dimension so yeah. that people trust. We just finished a week just last week, yeah. the second week of our on-site session for the spring group. Mm-hmm. And the whole focus for the week was trust. How do you mm. bring trust? How do you start with yourself and develop self-trust? And then, you know, that takes some work because we all have competing commitments. Yeah. You know, I want to get a master's degree, but at the same time, I really need to make money for work, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's just a kind of external competing commitment. But we have internal competing commitments. I want to be valued by my family, and yet my family of origin does not appreciate the kind of things that I want to do in the world. So that's a competing commitment. (sighs) So just getting all of those things into our consciousness and then making choices is a good first step. Yeah. And then that self-trust translates into how we work with others. Mm. And especially as leaders to be able to have different kinds of conversations, like a conversation about expectations. Sometimes we don't feel that we should talk about that. Maybe we don't want to impose our view on another person. But if we don't get clear on that, then there's a lot of room for mm. confusion. Yeah. Once we have that conversation in place, then we can have a conversation about commitments. Like, well, you know, what do you want to do in relation to this issue or this problem? And we can talk about it and create a plan. And then if commitments get broken, we can repair. But if we don't have those conversations in advance, yeah. then we're kind of just... Mm. guessing and we're wondering why is the other person not fulfilling my expectations when I never really told them but I was kind of assuming that they knew yeah developing foundations is what I'm hearing yeah and then working from there because if you don't have a strong foundation then if something like jostles you just a bit then it breaks down it just breaks down in front of you and then all of a sudden you're just this person that you're not normally yeah whatever one of the principles is that we don't assume that we have a shared reality And so even Mm -hmm. though I think we all walk around as if we have a shared reality, it's really not true. You're not in my head? Yeah, exactly. You're not thinking what I'm thinking? Weird. I know. (laughs) So uh, we make that very explicit. And then that just means that conversation becomes even more important. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And what I'm hearing, I almost want to dive into this too. So Mm -hmm. there's this work of self and it seems like, the solid foundation starts with the self, but then you also bring it to the group. So there's a foundation of self, there's a foundation of group. And so having a strong foundation of self and knowing who you are and being vulnerable, um, Trungpa used to talk about the open heart of the warrior. Mm. So open heart warrior, it's kind of like authentic leadership. You know what I mean? I, I'm yeah. I'm hearing this to be someone who's very potent in the community and to oneself. You have to be open you know, you got to be willing to go places and be the warrior. But like, it's not about fighting all the time. It's about being honest with yourself and being honest with a group of people. Yeah. Well, I love that juxtaposition of the open heart, yeah. which is really the basis of, of compassion. Mm. We have to have self-compassion first and then we yeah. can extend that out. But warriorship is really about courage. And, yeah. and so I, that juxtaposition of uh, gentleness and bravery open-heartedness and action 
is really what we try to bring about with authentic leadership. It's yes, it's based on contemplative practice, but it's very action oriented. Yeah. And we're not afraid of power. We that's one of the things we're cultivating is the right use of power and mm. how we do that in a variety of situations. Yeah. So earlier you said you are working with Jamaica. Oh, which yeah. just sounds fun. It is. Yeah, is it does an... sound fun. And it's also <laughs> great because it's a lot of work. It's a different culture. Totally. Yeah. It always seems like you've been doing a lot of work. So is there any other places that you travel this program to, like actually go on site to? Or is it, do you do like online stuff or? Well, so the Authentic Leadership Program, the flagship program mm -hmm. is a blended program of, you know, online and on site. Okay. I didn't really talk about the online portion, but supporting the participants' journey all the way along each week. We have new readings and yeah. new you have the discussion modules que questions and, and, yep. and so on. In all of our programs, we try to have a blended approach so mm -hmm. that there's some high-touch uh, yeah. thing that people can <laughs> engage with. So in, totally. in Authentic Leadership, we have coaching for each person. They each get five individual coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. And then in the Mindful at Work, we have group coaching calls where people can ask questions about mindfulness at work and how they're yeah. applying it and, and so on. I'm trying to answer kind of the questions yeah. generally about all the different programs. Totally. But maybe I could focus a little more on the Jamaica program because okay. it is unique. Please. So... A participant who came through the 16-week program got excited about this and said, we really need this in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And the thing that she saw that she felt was needed was the shift from a kind of external orientation that many people have, which is, tell me what to do, tell me what my job is, and I'll mm. do the best I can yeah. to fulfill those obligations. And what she liked about this program is that it redefines all of that and it says, what do you want to do? What are you motivated by? Bring yourself to yeah. your role. Mm -hmm. And she said, this is what we need, is that shift to being more proactive and being more engaged. And yeah. so she was from an institute in Jamaica that provides leadership development and she had the connection with the government and so she helped us get that contract oh, and wow. so it's really a program for managers to help them learn coaching skills mm. so a lot of what we do in the program is about relationships and coaching and so yeah. now we're just extending it a little bit further and yeah. so far it's been fantastic awesome. we're working with 45 very intelligent and amazing people and great they just love learning these missing skills yeah sometimes being a manager is holding space for people Totally. It's not just like, this is the work that needs to be done. That's but right. But it is. Well, and they're going through a lot of change. And mm -hmm. I think any organization that's going through change <clears throat> really needs the coaching skills to help supplement the change. Yeah. And so that's yeah. what we're trying to offer. Awesome. So I just want to highlight a little bit the online program, the Mindful at Work. Oh, program. yeah. That, so that's a different program. Yeah. You actually offer that to the Naropa community. And knowing that I was going to do a podcast with you, I was like, oh, what a beautiful moment that I can like step into this role and take the course. And now I'm in week number eight, I oh, think. Good. <laughs> and I've been doing it for a while. And all these things you're speaking about, I've noticed in my life. And it's not even my work life. It's more into my being. And my being is part of the work. It's also part yes. of my living situation. It's also part of like how I show up in my communities. And 
really interesting how this program can just show you how to be mindful. I just thought it was like really fun just to say that because I've actually been taking your program. I'm Thank not you. Just, <laughs> I appreciate know. that. <laughs> yeah. So that program was designed for anyone. For employees yeah. and for leaders in organizations that would like to bring mindfulness into those everyday moments, mm-hmm. not just at work, but also in life. So that's great that you're doing it. And you have so much experience being a Naropa grad and also working at Naropa. So you understand the pedagogy of contemplative education. Yeah. And what we're trying to do with this program that's a little bit unique is to say, hey, let's invite all of this into the workplace yeah. in very secular language so that people can use it as a basis for their conversations with their colleagues yeah. yes. in skillful ways. Yeah. And also so they can just practice in those moments that really matter. So the moments mm. that matter tend to be ones where we're experiencing conflict or where we're experiencing yeah. difficulty. Yeah. And so in that eight-week course, we go through uh, starting with just what is mindfulness? What's the science of it? And so that's kind of just to create the rationale. Mm-hmm. Then we start working the issues. So we get into presence. How do you show up? Yeah. How do you bring that into your relationships? How do you bring that into a team? How do you bring that into leadership? Because yeah. even if we're not all in leadership roles, we're all leading our own lives. Yeah. And wow. then finally, how you bring that into managing change, any kind of change in your life. Yeah. So that's a really great program. And it's kind of, in a way, an introductory program, but it's very, very accessible. Yeah. And the language is, uh, I think, relevant. We've had, as I mentioned, some very conventional organizations that have expressed interest in it and awesome. and people who've gone through as individuals who are from more mm-hmm. uh, kind of large corporations and also some small startups. So yeah. it's fun. It's very ap- applicable and it's also easy to get to because it is online based. And yeah. so it you don't necessarily have to be near Boulder oh, or travel here. You no. can just sign online. Yeah, people take it from all over the world. And there's a community online doing it already. So you're you're not going to be the alone person in the chat room. You yeah. know, there's there's people there that are engaging with each other. They're all having their own experience from their own different ways and they're sharing what what is happening and it's really nice yeah we do it as a cohort model so that people do go through the eight weeks all together yeah and that's really great because that's how we build community yeah and i'm so close to being done too it's so cool to see the transformation happen so we just have like, like a minute left and i just i just wanted to ask you so what's next for alc the and anything happening, anything coming up? And also, how do people, if they're interested and they want to follow up, how do they get a hold of you? How can they reach out and contact you? Oh, sure. Well, we have very nice online presence, and I can just give you that website right now. It's www.eneuropa.org. Okay. And you can also access it from Naropa's website through Authentic Leadership Center. Okay, great. The next two courses that are coming up are Mindful at Work, the one we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. That'll start again on June 18th. So if you're interested in that, that would be Mm -hmm. a great one to jump onto because I think it would be really fun for people to do during the summer months. Yeah, I'm going to be a graduate of that. I know you will. (laughs) Yeah, that'll (laughs) be cool. And then the other one is our 10-week flagship program. So it's only 10 weeks in the summer, which is a little more intense, but it's all the same content. We still do two five-day on-sites, but the whole thing happens in 10 weeks. 
Wow. And that's a, a fantastic program. Yeah. Uh, we're expecting quite a few people, and, and we have people from different, you know, all over the world. We usually yeah. have, we've had programs where we have like seven or eight countries represented. So yeah. it's, it's exciting. Yeah. And I've seen that because I've done some video work with you and interviewed mm-hmm. these people before and after, and everyone's from everywhere. And yeah. they're not only are they from everywhere, they're doing various different jobs be- between science, the humanities, working on the land, or just being in business. That's right. Yeah. And we, we really love that because we also have kind of an intergenerational dialogue as well. It's not just people from one, one walk of life or yep. one industry or one age group. So mm-hmm. we have, you know, people in their 20s, th- I mean, up, yeah. up through 70s. It's yeah, kind of diver- amazing that way. The diversity of wanting to be an authentic leader is yeah. vast. It's yeah. so good. You had asked me earlier about what kind of outcomes people see yeah, and what sort please. of transformation people go through. <clears throat> and I would say that they all come in with a real strong desire to be more fully who they are and to express that empowerment in mm-hmm. their work lives as yeah. well. And then through the program, they go through a kind of unmasking and Mm. opening up to themselves in new ways and to kind of rewriting their own personal story, perhaps, and then also to each other in different ways and and maybe engaging with differences in different ways. And all that comes by learning new skills. And so by the end of the program, people are often saying things like, wow, you know, I came in thinking I was going to learn skills or thinking I was going to work on a project, but instead I found out the project was me. Yeah. And I am now a different person. I feel more integrated. I yeah. feel more ability to work with conflict mm. and I feel more ability to just meet those challenges in my life mm. with more resources. So that's kind of it in a nutshell, I would say. Yeah, that's the best project you could be working on. Wow. I really appreciate everything you're doing. I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate you speaking with us today. Thank you so much. So we just spoke with Susan Shea, the director of the Authentic Leadership Center, also known as the ALC here at Naropa. And I'd just like to say thank you. Certainly. On behalf of the Naropa community, thank you for listening to Mindful You, the official podcast of Naropa University. Check us out at www.naropa.edu or follow us on social media for more updates.